Welcome to ContenderCast, a global leadership and consumer industries entrepreneurship podcast centered on shining a light on bright ideas. And now, here's your host, Justin Hahnemann. Thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for downloading. Thanks for subscribing and following. It's Justin Hahnemann and the ContenderCast, shining a light on bright ideas. I can't even wait for you to meet the brand and the guests we've got today. We're talking resident home, and my guest Steve Ryan's on. He is the managing director of D2C, direct to consumer. I can't even wait. This is one of my favorite areas to cover. Uh, Steve, it's so great to have you on the podcast. Hi, Justin. Lovely to be here. Thank you for the invite. I'm so glad you're here. Steve's coming to us from London today. And I'm in Atlanta. Um, and I am so excited to dive into this company and and what they're doing. And we're talk we're gonna talk everything about the, the business as well as direct to consumer. Um, but before we get there, Steve, share a little bit about your background, how you got to resident home, um, and then we'll we'll dive into the brand. Yeah, sure. So um, yeah, as Justin says, uh, I'm in the UK uh, despite working for a US company. Um initially joined uh well going way back i started out working in marketing in london um for a couple of media companies um this was originally kind of as digital was really taking off so i was running um direct mail campaigns alongside launching adwords campaign and websites way back then um an opportunity came along to move into sports marketing um and being a big sports fan i pretty quickly jumped to that uh i joined a, a sports marketing agency called icons in the uk who worked with a lot of um the world's best football uh sort of soccer players i should say so messi and ronaldo and maradona and pele all those guys uh basically my role was to build um an e-commerce site and a brand for signed memorabilia so oh you might be wow with, uh, that's pretty cool it was it was great yeah it was really great i mean we, <laughs> it's kind of my first <laughs> taste of startup life but um we got to do a lot of nice traveling. We got to meet a lot of footballers, so it was a, it was a good experience. I bet. Um, so okay, so I have to ask you a question. I know we're we're totally off topic here, but do you watch Ted Lasso? Yeah, I do, I <laughs> is do. it anything like uh, the real thing? No, I'm guessing it's probably an American thing. Do you know what? It's uh, if the scenes in the pub where people are just getting yes. sworn at, that, that feels pretty pretty <laughs> on the nose. <laughs> I love it. That's really cool. I didn't mean to take you off track, but go ahead. <laughs> No worries, no. Um, yeah, I mean, so that that role was kind of my first taste in, I guess, to see and that kind of startup experience. I really enjoyed it. I mean, I really look, found that I really loved kind of a role for the first time. I think that the speed that you operate in in retail and the speed that you can make changes and sales coming in every day, found it just you know, the fast feedback loop, really, really good fun. Um, after that, made a kind of brief uh detour into sports marketing and a global kind of sports tool that was to lead their digital kind of transformation uh only lasted a year there it was really an interesting role but just too slow paced to what i was used to uh, and then i was approached by a friend to join a startup called cornerstone which are effectively the the harry's of the uk so the the Gaming subscription business, Harry. Harry's really totally. on them to the UK. And my role there was to to lead the growth and the, the product side of things. Um, and it, yeah, it's a really great company. We we grew uh, really fast. Had a kind of very talented team, and it was a yeah really good period. Um, I at the same time launched a couple of things on my own, a, a kind of performance marketing agency and a direct consumer cashmere scarf brand. Um, and that was in up to kind of 2015, 16, no, 15 to 18, sorry. And then, yeah, four years ago, I was approached by a headhunter to join Resident. And wow. that's where I am now. Very, very cool background story. Um, some great experiences, which I always love. Like, that's one of my favorite parts of doing this podcast is I get to learn about individuals before and 
for their roles, right? And what they've been doing before and their path. And it's never what you expect, right? Um, exactly. Resident Home, we believe your living space shouldn't just look good. It should feel good. That's why we created a house of brands that focuses on quality materials, timeless style, and most importantly, comfort. Share with our audience uh, who Resident Home is. Talk a little bit about the, the company and the background. Yeah, so the company is five... Five, oh, more, sorry, six years old now. So it's launched in 2016. Um, it was, uh, I mean, it was it's fair to say kind of last to the party in terms of the space it was in. So I think I read that we were the 164th D2C brand initially to launch in the mattress space. That was oh, with our, our first brand, uh, Nectar. So yeah, we weren't exactly right. early to it, but we have since um, scaled the business considerably. You know, we, we're based... Um, Based in the US, but we've been remote from kind of day one. I guess we talk about that a bit more later. So sure. we we now have a number of brands, a kind of portfolio of brands in the home space. Um, and yeah, fundamentally, we kind of believe at our core that a home should be a, a you know a comfortable place, not just a, a place that looks good. So we have um, uh, a value proposition. That I think really resonates with customers. We kind of lean into delivering more for less throughout all of our brands. So more value for the customers for less cost. So whether that's Nexo, which is our largest brand, or, or DreamCloud, or one of the others, you kind of hopefully feel the same qualities of what ties the resident brands together. Totally. Um, I think we we focus on what's needed kind of for successful brands, but also successful businesses. You know, from the from the kind of get go. So you know, really world-class technology and infrastructure, arguably the you know the best performance marketing team in e-commerce. Wow. Um, all those things kind of tied together to allow us to be delivering you know, very efficiently products, which uh, we can pass on to our customers, you know, quite efficiently. And I think that um, at the core of it, really, we, you know, we try and prioritize the product and prioritize the customer. So uh, probably rare in the kind of online space for our brands the customer gets a you know very <laughs> honestly great experience right um, you know we try and make sure that calls are answered very quickly we're measuring email reply times in minutes not days wow. and you know chat times are in seconds not minutes so we try and make sure that's a really core cool part of what we're offering love it so some of you probably familiar with the, the brands nectar dream cloud these are all mattress brands but embedding brands by the way sienna awara i'm guessing that's i said that right clover lane yep. a little bit different um i want to talk to you about some of the potential expansion in a few minutes but um these are all obviously strong brands uh within the resident home portfolio um when you got there, or you, you've been in different roles actually at Resident Home, but as what is how has D to C evolved for the company? What what did it start off as when you got there, and where is it now? Um, like, what does that look like? Yeah, it's a very good question. I mean, in, interestingly, for here, I think you know when the founders launched Resident, or as it was their Nectar, you know, there was there was three real elements that they wanted to kind of instill in the business, and I think they're really very true now. So. The first one was the one I mentioned, which was really the, the value-led product. So products that are innovative and kind of you know responsive to customers' needs, but very attractive price points. And the second was uh, quite a simple but very powerful kind of growth uh, ideology. So being multi-channel in terms of marketing and multi-brand in terms of how we offer ourselves, rather than having one brand with everything thrown together, to really try and target kind of the, the digital ecosystem in a different way. And I think thirdly, which is from the get-go and only becomes more so as we as we've grown is just the whole organization really being intensely focused on being data-led you know it really is something that a lot of a lot of companies talk about but when you see how we operate a resident we 
you know, we no one really thinks internally of us as being kind of a mattress or home goods brand. It's really more along as being a technology or a data brand. Wow. Or company, sorry. Interesting. Yeah, it's, it's um, I'm, I want to dive into the data piece in a minute. Um, as the company has grown, like what kinds of strategies have you guys used for acquisition and, and building a, a brand awareness and whatnot? Yeah, um, we've. I guess we would say we'd followed like you know quite a typical playbook in terms of the the channels we operate on uh, on the digital side. You know, we we've really um, we focused on how we can actually reach customers at the point of purchase or when they're very close to purchasing. You know, our our entire ethos on the marketing side has been massively to be performance driven and to really try and uh, be as efficient as possible. So we've you know we've we've grown enormously um with that proposition and i think what we've tried to do uh you know is, is really to reach people in, in that way and we've we found that we we've not spent an awful lot of money on kind of the bigger channels so tv and more of the above the line type channels but sure what we found is that yeah so what we found is that the, the majority of our customers are still being referred to us from word of mouth so our kind of idea of how we've grown has been kind of efficient growth within core channels which we know we can really operate at a more effective level than our competitors and then from there it's kind of spiraling and we get the growth and the kind of knock-on effects and the exponential growth that referrals from those customers does without us kind of necessarily having the brand out there in a way that maybe some competitors like casper have done through sure. pr and tv yeah no question um i love the 365 night home trial forever warranty free shipping and returns wow i gotta talk to you about that in a minute uh and financing available um i mean this is not a light item this isn't like shipping a bag of chips or a granola bar <laughs> i mean it's a freaking mattress right so how does yeah. this work and how does it like you know and if you're the consumer out there and they've never worked with resident home like what does it look like what's the experience look like it's interesting so i mean the first time somebody buys a mattress online <laughs> gets a a mattress which is kind of pops open right Everyone it's amazing it. by the way I love when it yeah does that. i can still watch the videos you know it's still <laughs> fun to watch it unfold so totally. people are filming it and th that experience is is fun the products are heavy but you know we have a very good you know delivery so that they're you know they're getting to people in, in good shape and we have very clear advice on how to kind of get them set up i think what people don't understand is that you know mattresses get shipped a lot and a lot of them in stores are also kind of boxed or rolled before but the, oh, the technology developed it. so much especially with the memory foam that right you know it, it isn't a situation where it's not going to expand perfectly for you and if there's ever any chance of anything happening we have as, as you mentioned kind of incredibly robust returns and replacements policy and you know 10-year guarantee 365 totally. trial just so which is amazing on that yeah it is i mean i think from the start that that we looked at it and said okay how do we make sure we've got a proposition for customers so they have no concerns so they do feel completely safe and trusting in, in placing you know even though we offer kind of exceptional value products like it's still a significant amount of people's hard-earned money to place in a company they might not have heard of so sure. we tried to make it very easy for them to make a decision yeah no doubt um and then i'm guessing how much of your business comes through truly e-commerce like online orders versus a phone call to you guys to talk to you and understand the product and you know questions or how it would work all of that do you do you get a lot of calls or what does that look like yeah you know it's it's a very interesting one because i think that there's different ways that companies have operated in the retail space over the last few years, you know, because you've got at the one end the competition with Amazon, which is very much, you know, there's, you know, you're not going to reach Amazon and speak to somebody. So it's all about efficiencies and how you can streamline and streamline and automate everything. So a lot of companies take away that kind of human interaction. And we've, we've very much lent into how can we 
offer a more reassuring kind of experience so people have got someone to speak to if they want to. We generate, you know, a good amount of sales through there because some people just do want to um, ask some specific, very specific questions, or maybe they just want the reassurance of speaking to someone on the end of the phone. So for us, it's actually a real strength. Um, you know, it's a small percentage than the, just the straight sure. sales online, but it's something that we think is very important for us. That's wonderful. And then as you think about other channels, you know, retail channels, what are your thoughts on that? And Or D2C, like how do you guys consider that when do with your brands? Yeah, I mean, we it sounds a bit of a cliche, I, I guess, but you know, we really want to put the, the products in front of customers wherever they want to buy totally, them. Totally, totally. So we, we've got um, the way that the business is structured. We have I'm running the the D to C side as the MD. We have an MD of, who runs the retail side of things in the states, and we work very closely together to kind of you know we want to make sure we've got the same you know product and pricing and offers and the same experience. Um, and we have a really great you know really great retail team who have grown grown us massively in a short space of time. So we our products are and our brands are in I think over two and a half thousand stores in That's the states. Amazing. So, it's so yeah, really, unbelievable. Really, really fast growing. I mean that they're they're a great they're a great team, very talented. But yeah, even so it's a it's a huge amount of exposure already for us. Yeah. And I, I feel like you know I'm no I'm not the expert in this category, I'll be the first to say but my observation in the last two years is that I see many more uh, consumers open to and willing and looking for, quite frankly, mattress products like this and not expecting to just go to the mattress store and lay on a bunch of mattresses and then buy one and have it. You know what I mean? Like, it's, I feel like the the overall expectation of consumers has shifted. Like, it's almost as if consumers are learning and, and moving more towards this space. Yeah, I could say it's a good point. I mean, I think that we've We've never wanted to define ourselves against retail because, we, as I say, you know, for some people they want to go in and try. They the want beds, to try, and we're right. very happy for that. And some people want the convenience of just buying online. So I right. think, I think largely the more, and this is probably true in in most places online, the more kind of longevity in the market and the more kind of reassurance and trust that's built there, the more kind of yeah comfortable people are to make those decisions. So I think, especially with something like a mattress purchase, it feels very much like you know you need to lie on it. <laughs> try to know it what out, it's right. <laughs> <laughs> you yeah. know, it kind of feels quite fundamental. So a lot of our focus is on trying to be very clear with the, the message of what this experience is going to be like and, sure. you know, reassuring customers with, you know, the awards and the reviews and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, it's interesting. Like if you buy one that you almost wouldn't need to go try it out after that. You know what I mean? Like it's something that like if uh, anyway, just thinking like, as a consumer, I'd be like, okay, I want to try it. I bought the first one. Now I don't need to go to the store to try it again. I already know the Nectar Dream Cloud's awesome. You know, I'm just going to order a couple more for my other bedrooms. Anyway. Um, yeah, we get a lot know. of people who do that or, or who... Uh, it's something that I didn't realize until I worked in this space. How you know, And it's kind of obvious when you think about it that you spend a third of your life on, on your mattress, right. how important it's that weird. should be. That's weird exactly. to think about so that. People, <laughs> exactly. So people, people love the mattresses. I mean, with the reviews... Like, you know, if I'm busy or hectic and I need a little pick-me-up, I'll just read through some of our reviews. And it's always amazing that's how so impactful cool. they are. So that's why people recommend them to so many people. Yeah. It's great, yeah. Reviews are awesome. It's a great way to think about your product um, and get feedback. Uh, so what is the, what what does innovation look like going forward? Like if you look at the next 6 to 12 months, is it... God, I mean, by the way, the reviews, an unbelievable number of reviews. Crazy. Um, like thousands, by the way, for those that haven't checked out the uh, individual brand websites. Um, but what does the next six to 12 months look like? Is it, you know, expansion into other retail stores? Is it continue and expand presence online? Is it new uh, brands? Like, what does it look like for you guys? Uh, most of the above, to be honest. Yeah, our retail team are always going to be expanding this uh, in the retail space because, you know, we want to be able to give people that opportunity across the entire states. Um, online, 
a lot of it is more of the same. You know, our, our kind of focus is always on how do we reach more people and put our brands and products in front of more people and how do we keep doing that efficiently so we can you know, pass on those savings. So I think it's, it's for us, it's how do we get our brands in front of more people and continue to grow like and follow the trajectory we've been on really for the core brands. And we also have, you know, brands um, we're launching, we're launching a brand called Sienna Sleep over the next couple of months, which I'm super excited about. This is a, you know, a, a low price mattress brand, but just really, really excellent product. And we've managed to do a very efficient job in terms of how we brought it to market. So it's a really great price product. So we'll be looking at that and, and scaling up I think looking at different opportunities for us to kind of move outside of mattresses and, and move more into the home because there's so sure. many opportunities to kind of develop yeah, in that way. I see that in your Clover Clover Lane like line. That seems like an extension over off the mattress. Um very, very cool. I, you know, you you've um made your career uh progression there into new and different places and now leading D2C. Like as you think about let's just use direct to consumer um specifically, there's a lot of uh brands and entrepreneurs that listen to this podcast that are selling direct to consumer or planning to sell direct to consumer. As you think about advice you would give to them, what would be two or three things you would offer from your experience um that they should be thinking about? Okay, cool. Uh Great question. I mean, I read a load, a load of books on kind of startups and entrepreneurship, and there's there's a lot of tips out there that I think you know are great. I think to, a couple that really kind of spring to mind to me that really stuck with me. One is like you know very well known. It's about you know Steve Jobs talks about this, but starting with the customer, what they kind of want, and working backwards. So starting with getting the right product because you know there's there's a lot of stuff you can get focused on in e-commerce and with you know because consumer brands i mean you can have the best marketing the best be the best data company and you can have the most innovative crm and the most groundbreaking kind of ux test but if you don't have a product that fundamentally appeals to the customers you're not going to be successful so from the start you've got to get the product right find out what what customers want what's missing and then you've got a kind of a chance to succeed um the second one i think is is something that you know it just it's amazing that we can you know that we're working in this kind of era where you can do this so just being just testing and, and testing relentlessly everything and not being precious about the results so in particular as a you know d2c consumer business we can test literally everything you know at every stage of the of the process for the consumer we can test which creatives work and which uh which messaging works on site or what price point which offer uh how much customer support they want pre and post purchase so we can retest exactly what we want, what the customer wants. And it kind of removes that level of um, subjectivity. Everything for us is very objective. This is better for customers, so we'll do more of it. I think that's just an amazing way that you can keep refining your business rather than, you know, having an idea and being very tied to it. Um, so it's, yeah, that's something I think it's kind of, I think it's John John Wanamaker had the quote about, you know, I know half my advertising works i just don't know which half it's kind of the opposite of that so <laughs> i think that's a that's a big one for me it just makes it you know enjoyable well i love that and that's great advice i love it um thank you for that um before we go share with our audience where they can find you connect with you buy product check out product etc yeah, great. You can look at our, um, I guess our corporate site, residenthome.com, or if you go to nectarsleep.com, uh, you'll find that brand. And from there, you can link to Dreamcloud or Awara or Sienna Sleep or Cloverlane. 
so cool. Oh, in one of the stores. And in the stores, right? And there's a store locator on the site as well. Uh, man, That's this it. has been so great having you here uh, with us today, Steve. I'm so glad you made the time. Uh, love the brand and the idea here um, and so much growth potential, I think, in this market and, and not only in retail, but in D2C. And so we'd love to have you guys back on down the road as you continue to grow and share more of your stories with us. I would love to. Thank you very much, Justin. Really enjoyed that. Thank you for inviting me. The Contender Cast is sponsored by Henderson Shapiro Peck and powered by Contender Brands. You can download additional Contender Cast episodes directly via Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, Spotify, iHeartMedia, YouTube, and other preferred podcast platforms. If you would like to be a guest on the Contender Cast, connect with us at contendercast.com. This is Brian Benson reminding you that every winner started as a contender.